Tim Lacombe, Jake Scott, join us now. That was a great basketball game. How was that net last shot and how to end? I don't, I don't know. That that was one of the more wild because it was in it for a long time. And then it kind of spun around and looked like it was going in again. And then it popped out. It's a funky night in the NBA. The Nets lose to the Magic. The Kings beat the Celtics. And Pascal Siakam takes a shot that should have never missed. Mike Conley's shot against the Nuggets wasn't that close. And that's as close a missed three I've ever seen. Yeah, it was it was amazing. Yeah, most important thing tonight for the Jazz is figure out a way to come out on top. Um, I, I thought they played, you know, with a lot better purpose. Still, a couple of, of breakdowns which are going to happen, but um, you know, the ball was moving around. It, it, they got out in transition. They, we saw some runs again and, and some zeros posted for a while. That was more like what we're used to. I, I thought that for, I mean, two great coaches. Uh, pretty, I could make a pretty strong case the two best in the league, um, or at least the two most creative in the league. Let's go with that. Um, Rod, Toronto just comes out in the second half and decides you're not getting threes and you're not comfortable. You're going to have to beat us off the dribble at 35 feet into the lane where then we're going to start rotating and we're going to get to the shooters in time. That is different than what we've seen before. They might be the only team who could do it. And frankly, I would think it would cause the Jazz tremendous problems. I'm not sure when it's all said and done that it did. Well, the Jazz have seen something like that similar, David, all year long, but not to that extent. I mean, they were or they were picking the Jazz up very, very high. Then they're able to switch all over the floor. I was more impressed with the way they closed out. I mean, how quickly they could close out. And you notice now, and you've talked about this many, many times, how Quinn does not want that pump fake. How many times do we see a Jazz player pump faking because that the, the defender is closing out on him and it kind of throws him off rhythm and it really uh, works in, in favor of the defense? Timber, Jake, you can go. I don't need to dominate the whole thing. No, no, no. I, I, you know what's interesting? I was just thinking about that last play. That, <laughs> that was that play. That was the same play they ran for Ananobi last year. Uh, oh, yeah, when they win it. When they win it. Exact play, kind of a flare in, throw it over the top, which I saw the Wizards try to run the other night as well, but it didn't work so good because they had three guys go and nobody flared and Westbrook threw it out of bounds. So now, uh, We didn't see the whole play, so was there a back pick on Rudy? Yeah, they just they screened in, almost like kind of a flare, and yeah. then threw over, yeah. Threw and over then the Norman Powell kind of ran a moving pick on Royce O'Neal to try – to try to be able to uh, to make him not get it. I actually have it here. I've backed it up. So there's a back, there's a side pick on Rudy. It's a heck of a play. Yeah, I mean, so like you said, Siakam, the way, here's the key to the play. The ball's being inbounded if you're facing the Raptors basket on the far right side, behind half court. Siakam is standing out on the left side of the paint. So he's like about as single-handedly as far away as you can be. So it looks like all of the action is going to go toward Lowry. Instead, simultaneously, Siakam flares even further away, right now outside the three-point line, while Powell and one other guy basically become an offensive line blocking the three defenders that were all 
between man and ball, right? They were def- they're all they got to defend yeah, it. Yeah, they're in help. Yep. Right in the right way, which allows them to set basically two back picks, an offensive line play, truly, to be able to get to him. And frankly, Rudy does a pretty unbelievable job now that I see it again of actually getting there. Like Rudy might have affected the shot ever so slightly and ever so slightly is what they needed. So, David, I can't see this. So you're telling me that two players screened three guys? Yes. It was basically one player screened. No, it's two. No, it is two, but Powell gets two of them. Van Vliet holds Gobert and Mitchell, and and Powell screens O'Neal, and Rudy goes around the outside of the offensive line on the basket side at full throttle, then cuts inside of Powell's moving pick, and only thing he might have been wrong is he, he stumbles, so he reaches down at first, and then he actually, like, as the shot's going off, Rudy is there. You go watch this frame by frame. It's amazing what Rudy did to get there. Well, especially since Powell was doing so good a job holding, and, <laughs> I mean, that was that was absolutely a foul on But, uh, on but Ron can attest that they're not blowing the whistle there on a moving no. screen. Well, also, Ron, the way the play starts... You know, Rudy's really almost playing a one-man zone in the middle of the paint, and Siakam is behind these two guys. So there's actually four guys between Rudy and Siakam as the play starts. Ah. Well, thank goodness the ball goes in and comes out. It was a bad pass, by the way. Yeah, it was a bad pass. So Siakam has to go down on the ground to catch the pass. He bobbles it, and that's what gave Rudy enough time. And Rudy reaches down at first to kind of go for the ball at the ground. And that might have been even what allowed him to just get the shot off at all. You do a nice job translating what you're seeing to, to you, you know, thought. You might give this a thought for a, <laughs> a, a career. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, you, they, can nice. I tell you how easy it would be to call this game if I could slow it this far down every time? That would be, uh, you'd have quite an advantage. No mistakes. Will. I have no idea whether my call tonight was any good on that play. Well, fi- I guess you guys can compare later of whether or not my final call was any good because that was quite something. We'll see what Alex selects for the play of the game tonight. Oh. We'll see what makes the cut. We felt the glass shaking in here tonight a little bit when the Jazz went on a run. It was good to have you guys back up here with us. It's wonderful. Oh, really? <laughs> well, at least David. <laughs> we love it up here. Hey, we, we make it work, right? Timmy's uh, Springs for Jeremy some Potter is the best. Well, yeah. I have my own room, so, you know, I'm just. Booner's set. He's yeah. good to go. The best part is it was all like, hey, you know, just keep your mask on. Don't be around Ron. And now he's just, he's going to play this thing into the. Right, yeah. All <laughs> the way like, to the end. Hey, vaccinated guy. Why aren't you like out here with me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. See, I told you, see. Hey, Mr. I've got two shots. I'm good. Let's go play golf. Where? Oh, wait, that's how you were without two shots. Never mind. I'm just going to make you pay when we play at Nibley. Nibley or Nibley Forest Country, or... Nibley Country Club. Yeah, Nibley the Country Club. NCC, baby. <laughs> you know, Tim missed all of last year when the Jazz were, like, up and down all the time. And uh, we we used to talk about that every now and then you need to play a Glendale instead of playing a Glen Wild. D- d- yeah. <laughs> that, was like our, that was our line last year. That's, that's so you can get healthy. You know, you're playing real bad, real bad, so you go certain courses to get healthy. You we got a little rally course. Right. We, we got a Glen Wild today. We hit a bunch of long putts, and they missed a putt late. There you go. Yeah, I like that. 
All right. It's better than I. Siakam missed the putt, right? Yep. He oh, missed that, the putt. That They're was a long one, but out. It, it, it lipped. It definitely lipped out. Good to have you guys up here tonight. Great job. Thank you, guys. All right. 115 to 112 is your final Jazz win. We're breaking it down next here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe, your final Jazz beat the Raptors tonight, 115-112 to 112 in what was a real thrilling game, Tim. Jazz get back on the winning side of things, played a little better tonight, and we were uh, we were treated to a great basketball game. It was a great game. Two good teams. We talked about it in the pregame. They're both really well coached. Uh, they played the right way. And, you know, it was a game where they were able to get up and down, both teams. And um, the Jazz did a nice job with the turnovers. They didn't... Uh, Turnovers were not a huge, huge issue tonight for the Jazz. Only turned it over 13 times against uh, a team that leads the league in, in forcing turnovers. So they, they handled that challenge really well. Um, and, and I think overall looked way more like the Jazz team we've been watching this year. Uh, I thought so, too, uh, on both sides of the ball, really. Uh, offense, the, the ball movement was there. Defense seemed like there was a little bit more hustle tonight. Still a couple of laps in communication like we've seen, that uh, the one where they gave Lowry the open three <clears throat> toward the end could have been really costly, but for the most part uh, defended a lot better tonight, too, I thought. And it'd be interesting to know, my guess is, I mean, you, you see Rudy at times kind of get strung out and end up switching um, but have not seen that where they switch that one that five you know that perimeter five very often um, it looked like Donovan had got his work done he got up over the top of it and then in his mind Rudy was supposed to take it and Rudy's Donovan was supposed to take it so that's just a great example where you've got a, a guy who does a great job communicating most of the time you know, it's that one time. It, you, that's why you got to be consistent and talk all the time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they didn't let it get it, uh, get them down. Donovan Mitchell certainly responded uh, there in the fourth quarter. I mean, the Jazz were down five with a minute 20 to go, and Donovan Mitchell rattles off seven consecutive points, and uh, the Jazz come away with the victory. I mean, and that's, you know, Donovan's this team's offensive leader. There's no doubt about it, but uh, that's certainly when they need him. I mean, Locke talked about it quite a bit that the Raptors are, are lacking, a, you know, a, clunch, a crutch time. Crutch time? <laughs> Clutch time. Go-to guy. Donovan is that guy for the Jazz. And he came through against the Celtics, and he came through again tonight against the Raptors. How about this, man? He gets to the line 16 times. Um, you know, it, it haven't, hasn't been a, uh, very op- long that uh, we were talking about Donovan needs to get more calls. So it's nice to see him kind of force the issue. The three was not falling nope. for him. He ended up 0 for 9 from three. But to get to the line 16 times, have the maturity – and I love the six assists as well. You know, two to one on turnovers, six assists, three turnovers. So I think a pretty solid game for Donovan overall. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no doubt about it. The Jazz had, let's see here, uh, six players <clears throat> in do- double figures tonight, led by Donovan Mitchell's 31 points. Uh, Ingles stays red hot, had 19 coming in off the bench. Rudy with a double-double and 15 points and uh, 16 rebounds. Uh, for the Raptors, Pascal Siakam was great tonight. He had 27 uh, let's see here. Powell with 17. Uh, Van Vliet with 17 as well. Uh, Boucher with 16 coming in off the bench. And I know this Raptors team, this is the, what their seventh consecutive loss. So they've got some stuff to figure out. But they're still a talented, like you said, well-coached team. This was this was a hard-fought win for this Jazz team. Yeah, it, it looked like a, it looked like a kind of an early-round playoff game. You know, both teams had good swagger. They played hard. 
um, you know, nothing, it wasn't perfect on both ends, but uh, I think, like you say, the, the Raptors have lost a lot in a row, and I think it, coming down the stretch, that probably just favored the Jazz. The Jazz have figured out how to wrestle these games away for the most part, and they just went out and kind of made a few plays to win that game. Yep, sure did. All right, with that, we will say good night to our network stations. Uh, our next broadcast is coming your way on Monday night, a couple nights off now. Uh, the Jazz will be at Chicago on Monday. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock. For those of you sticking around with us, we'll have sound for you and uh, continue to break this one down as the Jazz beat the Raptors tonight, 115 to 112, right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Jazz win 115-112 to 112 over, the, over the Toronto Raptors. Let's get to your um, sharp stats of the game. Brought to you by the Les Olson Company. Les Olson Company, your office technology partner. Tonight, the Jazz shot 45.9% from the field, 32.4% from three. They were 12-37 from three. This will be a big stat we'll talk about. The Jazz shot 41 foul shots, 35-41. Donovan Mitchell was 15 of 16 alone. He had 31 points, 8 of 20 shooting, over 9 from 3. Uh, he also had, uh, let's see here, 6 assists and 5 rebounds for Donovan. Uh, Mike Conley with 15 points, uh, 4 assists, 6 rebounds. Uh, Rudy Gobert, double-double, 15 points, 16 rebounds. Uh, Bogdanovich with 10. Jordan Clarkson with 11 coming in off the bench. And Joe Ingles continues to be great. Five of six from three. 19.6 assists, five rebounds for Joe in 33 minutes. You know, um, Bogdanovich, uh, Tim, had 25 minutes. Joe with 33 tonight. So Bogdanovich struggling, and he was two for five, one for two from three. He was five for five at the line. But, I mean, Joe has just been absolutely lights out. Got a few more minutes tonight. He's definitely been the player of the trip, right? Mm -hmm. I think he's been the most... Probably positive, contributing, and and most consistent this trip. So it's nice to see Joe in a rhythm and a groove. Um, spoke about you know the fact that he does a little bit of everything. You got to like the fact that he he gets six threes up tonight, makes five of them. As you said, he has six assists, one turnover against all that pressure. Um, so he, he did so many things to help the team win tonight. But uh, I just love when he's in a rhythm shooting the ball because he doesn't think about it. It just, uh, you know, he, he's in a confident zone right now offensively. Looking at the Raptors stats, uh, here's something that immediately jumps out. So the Raptors had 31 assists on 40 made field goals, and they had three players with at least eight assists tonight. Kyle Lowry had eight, Van Vliet had nine, Siakam had nine. That's that's kind of crazy. Uh, Siakam, 27 points to go along with that nine assists. He also had five boards. Uh, Powell with 17. Uh, and Obi uh, with 15. Um, let's see here. Van Vliet with 17. Lowry with 14. And Boucher with 16 coming in uh, off the bench. You look at the, the foul shooting. That's going to be a story. Jazz 35, excuse me, 35-41. Uh, the Raptors only 11 of 14. And the Jazz don't foul a lot. And the Raptors are uberly aggressive. But that's quite the gap there. Yeah, if you've learned anything this year on jazz broadcasts, you've learned you don't want to be on the wrong side of a palindrome. It's it's usually it is bad usually news. bad for you. <laughs> and in this case, forty-one to fourteen free throws attempted. 
Um, Nick Nurse isn't happy about it, I can't imagine. And again, part of what, Jake, you talked about, not having a true home court adv- you know, advantage. Yeah. Officials know they can get in and out of Tampa without any rabid Raptors fans really wanting to be upset at them, um, you know, because they hardly even know they're playing there. So just another tough part of not really having any kind of home court advantage. Uh, no doubt about it, and uh, that uh, the Raptors were on the bottom. I'm seeing some of the uh, the, the comments from Nick Nurse and his post game coming out, and uh, yeah, he's he's obviously grumpy about that. He said that uh, they were twice as aggressive of the as the Jazz, yet the free throws were 41 to 14 for Utah. So Nick Nurse grumpy. I would be too. You know, I mean, anytime you see that, and obviously if. Uh, disparity were different in a game like this uh, we'd probably talk about it yep. so something you got to point out because um you know it's it's definitely different than the typical outcome yeah i mean the raptors tonight from three were 21 of 44 47.7 they actually made six more field goals total than the jazz did and still ended up losing this one so i mean not only were the the free throws the reason the jazz won but a big time reason the jazz won I love too that that rebounding number is back to where you know Jazz the Jazz should really pound a team like this on the glass without any true real you know big guy in there. Um, they they out rebound the Raptors forty eight thirty one, which is just an absolutely great number to see. Yeah, no doubt about it. Led by Rudy's sixteen rebounds as he continues to be a monster on the glass. All right, let's uh, get some sound going for you. Let's start things off with Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. Hi, Coach. We'll get started with Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Hey, Coach. Uh, four stops over the last five possessions. What did you see from your guys defensively down the stretch? Well, I think we played good defense. Um, you know, we talked a lot about transition defense uh, previous to the game and, you know, over the last day. And we did a great job of getting back, particularly early. We weren't making shots in the first quarter. Um, but our transition defense and our defensive rebounding, you know, really kept us in the game. And, you know, that's what happened at the end when we were able to get stops. And, you know, I just thought we kept our composure, you know, when we got behind there, when we had the lead, seemed like we had a little bit of a control over the game, but we responded. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. When you played Rudy the entire fourth quarter, Joe Ingles the entire fourth quarter, did you feel like this game was maybe more important than just one of you know, 72? Well, we, we had timeouts because there were a lot of timeouts taken during the game, so we were able to use the timeouts. Um, you know, and both those guys, you know, Rudy, I, I felt like was playing better and better as the game went on defensively. Um, Fave did a great job, you know, when he was in, so, and Joe, you know, Joe as well, you know, Joe had the hot hand there and um, even when Mike came back in, you know, we felt like that was the lineup that, that would give us a chance, the best chance to win. Ben Anderson, KSLSports.com. Donovan uh, took over again in the fourth quarter and, and played really well down the stretch. What did you get from him? Well, it was a physical game. You know, Toronto's, you know, one of the best defenses in the league and particularly on the ball. And I thought Donovan showed a lot of resolve. You know, there was a toughness that he had. Um, not only was he aggressive and forceful, but he was also precise and I thought made really good reads. Um, so that's something particularly for him down the stretch. He really let the game come to him. And then at the appropriate time, he, you know, he, he, he exerted himself and made an impression on the game. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Quinn, we spoke, we've spoken a lot the last few games about uh, the perimeter, the effort on perimeter defense um, tonight. 
up until that final shot, they were shooting 50% from three-point range. In spite of that, how did you feel about the perimeter defense tonight? Um, you know, it, was it just a matter of them making tough shots, or do you feel like there's still some work to do there? Well, you can always be better. I, I think, you know, we, we still, you know, our half-court defense is, you know, even the other night was good. Um, you know, and the biggest thing for our guys was really to get back and, you know, be shifted and, you know, not have lanes to the basket in transition. And the other thing, I think with our guards, it's been as much of a point of emphasis. Certainly we want to try to contain the ball. Um, but when shots are taken, you know, to get everybody on the glass and we had a couple possessions there when they were able to get the lead, there were offensive rebounds and open looks, but I, I thought our guards did an excellent job, you know, of rebounding. Joe really got to the glass and, you know, when those guys do rebound, they're able to push the ball and, it, you know, it starts the fast break. All right, that's it. Thank you, coach. Appreciate your time. There you go. Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder as his team uh, comes away with the win. Uh, he hit on something you did, Tim, the rebounding, uh, specifically comment, uh, complimenting the guards uh, for getting boards. And Joe Ingles had five rebounds tonight. Donovan with five. Conley had six. Royce had eight, but that's just the norm for Royce. So, uh, But uh, Coach Snyder, happy his team, getting all, everybody getting in on the boards. Yeah, that's the, that's the great way this team's built is Rudy's going to go get the majority of them. He, He's, you know, he's so adept at finding uh, the angle and going chasing balls down. So he's going to get most of them. But when they, they get the effort they did tonight from everybody else on the glass, that's when they're they're in. A, that's why they're an elite rebounding team throughout the year. Uh, the other point that he made that I think is really important, the Jazz didn't get off to the, the best start. But what they did do this is they didn't just flat turn it over for touchdowns. And they did a great job on missed shots getting back and Quinn talked about it getting back kind of building a wall defensively and not allowing Toronto who's really explosive and good in transition those early baskets so while the Jazz weren't totally clicking they did a great job of at least managing those two things that really could have uh, turned the game in a bad way as long as we're chatting about the rebounds we might as well uh, do the master of the glass tonight brought to you by safe light auto glass here for another great year of basketball proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the utah jazz safe light is also proud to present this year's master of the glass rebound program at the end of the regular season safe light will donate five dollars for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader as usual rudy gobert is your master of the glass 16 boards for rudy <laughs> <laughs> 12 <laughs> defensive, four offensive rebounds for uh, Rudy tonight. And as you mentioned, the Jazz smashed the Raptors on the glass, 48 to 31. That's what we. Sh that's, that's what they should do, right? That's their one of their really, really good things. So when they do it, you love it. And we haven't seen a, you know them totally be dominant on the glass. So great to see that again. Yeah, there's there's no doubt about it. So Jazz come away with the win tonight, 115 to 112. Want to remind you about our friends at Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer, and proud to be the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. We will have more sound from the locker room coming up for you right around the corner. Jazz win 115 to 112 right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Game night post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. Jazz win tonight in a thriller, 115 to 112 over the Toronto Raptors. 
Let's take a look at your uh, points in the paint brought to you by friends at Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-CERTA or visit uh, certapro.com. That's Serta with a C. We do painting. You do life. Tonight's points in the paint. Uh, Jazz outscored the Raptors just barely, though, 32 to 30. So we can deal with that. I thought it'd be a little higher for the Jazz tonight, to be honest. Actually, I did too. That surprise. That number, though, I'm telling you, it's a it's a weird. You could number. say any number any night, and I wouldn't. I'd be off the scent. I, w- I would not have tracked it right. This was just not a game where the Jazz won via the three point shot. I mean, they had uh, 37 attempts tonight from three. They had 12 makes. You know, we've seen them consistently up over 40, and certainly consistently up to over 15 from uh, the make standpoint. And uh, tonight. Uh, Donovan got a lot going to the basket. Thought you'd see a little bit more on that points in the paint number, but who knows? I mean, Donovan had an interesting line tonight. He had 31 points, 8 of 20 shooting, but he was 0 of 9 from 3. That means, quick uh, math here, that he was 8 for 11 from 2, which is pretty darn good. Pretty darn good, and got to the line 16 times, you know? So just a great, great job overall finding those points. I'll tell you what, if he could go to the line, I mean, he's not going to go to the line 16 times, but, I mean, if he could up his, uh, you know, trips Eight, to, ten. The, right, to the free throw line, I mean, if you want to ask yourself how does Donovan go from averaging 24.5 to 30 points, that's probably the easiest way to do it. And he has such a great first step and then explosive finisher. So it's, it's something that I think he actually can add to his game. You know, oftentimes he ends up on the ground. Yeah. Right? Um, and I think that's maybe habitual through the years, but I think is you know he's starting to kind of play with that shoulder down, playing with some force into people, and that's how you get the calls. Well, I'll tell you what, he was great down the stretch. The team was great down the stretch on both sides, getting a bunch of stops. As we mentioned, they were down five with about a minute twenty to go. Got the stops, and Donovan got the buckets to to put the Jazz uh, uh, past the Raptors tonight. And you know. It, it, all those blowouts seem like so long ago now, but, uh, you know, there's going to be close games for this Jazz team, too, and the more that they can perform in the clutch, the better. And so far, so good when it comes to Donovan Mitchell, certainly this week. It's an interesting, too, like this, you know, I, I would say if the Warriors and the Wizards play, or excuse me, the Warriors, the uh, uh, the Raptors and the Wizards played, you know, five times, that they, the the Raptors would probably beat that team, you know, three, three out of five. Mm-hmm. And I like their roster so much more, whatever. But it also makes – I like that the Jazz play better against better teams, you know, and I think that their record against teams that are above 500 has been good. Um, they've – they play well, and I, I'm with you. You can't blow everybody out. So to get those ex- that experience in clutch time, handling the end of the quarters, doing all those things is really important at this time. And the Raptors are super switchy which is not something that uh, has always been easy for the Jazz to, to handle yeah, a team that switches that great much. Great point. Yep, switching and really pressuring the ball. Yeah, I mean, big time. I mean, that's an understatement, right, how, how much they pressured. They would pick the Jazz up right on the other side of half court. And, and really, really make them earn any yep, kind of real estate. Really make it tough for them. And I, I mean, I like this Raptors team. I, I really do. I'm surprised that their record isn't better than it is. But what they did last year I thought was extremely impressive. You know, they don't have Kawhi Leonard. Everybody thought they'd take this major step back, and they really didn't. And they've got veteran players. And, uh, you know, you said it earlier, they played hard all the time. They play hard all the time. Yeah, and it may not be always the right thing, you know, but uh, I think they have a great mix of competitors on their team. That's why I think at the end of the day, I think, you know, they got to figure out a way to win some, but I think that's an, all, or an all-star team, a, a playoff team. Yep. All right, let's get some more sound from the locker room. Let's go back to Tampa Bay, which 
still feels weird to say, but let's go back to Tampa Bay. Donovan Mitchell addressing the media. Hey, Donovan. First question will be Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Hey, Don. So, Coach was pleased with your transition defense and defensive rebounding, in particular down the stretch. What did you see as the difference as far as that tonight? Well, if you look at the way we were played, you know, the physicality of the game, I think, is what stood out. And for us, you know, one withstanding it, matching it, and it's, and I think, you know, throughout the game, honestly, you know, exceeding their their physicality, you know, playing through screens, fighting through stuff, um, continuous attacking. You know, that's what I think. I, I said that yesterday, I believe, you know, when teams start to do that, we have to be even more precise what we do. And I think as a whole, I think we did that tonight. Um, we bounced back the right way. Um, and I think we just have to continue uh, that. And I think whether it's the little details, like hitting somebody in the rebound, getting back in transition, it was just um, it was just in the forefront of our mind, you know, and I think that's how it to be there every night. Um, and I'm, I'm really happy with the way we did, did it. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Don. So uh, you kind of took over down the stretch a little bit. I think you scored eight straight before Mike had those last two free throws. Just what were you looking to do? Uh, you know, Quinn, Quinn mentioned that he thought that you were both aggressive and precise tonight. Like, what were you seeing that kind of enabled you to take advantage of their defense in that stretch? Um, play hero ball. I'm sorry. Not, I told Derek, not what I was implying, by the way. I told no. I told Derek I was going to say it at least twice this interview. So that's number one. Um, nah, but to be honest with you, you know, just attacking, you know, finding ways to be aggressive, um, getting in the lane, um, finding guys, understanding what they were going to give me. You know, Toronto's been a team that continually is physical and aggressive with their shifts, um, understanding that from the jump. Um, but then also seeing where I can kind of fit in and kind of get in the paint and do my thing as well. Um, and then also Mike, you know, Mike's out there telling me stuff in my ear, putting little tidbits like this is what he sees too, Joe, everybody. But, you know, for me late, you know, just doing what I do, um, taking the shots that I was given, you know, not really forcing anything. I think I forced a few early in the game that I wish I had back, but, you know, all the shots at the second, the second half, I was pleased with all the decisions I made. I think I was pleased with as far as with the ball. I just got to continue to do that. Um, yeah. Next up, Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Don, you got through the line 16 times tonight. Um, you, you know, that's kind of been a developing part of your game is getting to the free throw line more often. And where do you think that is compared to where it was maybe last season or even earlier on in the season? Um, I think it's taken a huge leap. I think it's not so much getting there, it's finding ways to get there. Um, shot fake in the lane, uh, first quarter, shot fake at the three, get drawn to foul. Um, the drawing the fouls in transition, that's that's something I've been doing, you know, um, but just initiating contact and playing through contact, not expecting the fouls, um, I think is something that I've really tried to improve each year. Uh, but for me, just knowing how to get those fouls, I think that's really what's improved and you know, you're seeing it, I'm, I'm seeing it, you know, uh, over and over again, but now it's a matter of continuously doing it, you know, continuously finding those ways, those little things, whether it's off the ball, on the ball, understanding when they're in the bonus, you know, we got into the bonus fairly early. So I made it a little bit easier, my drives, because anytime I was touched, you know, or anytime there was any type of contact, you know, it was straight to the free throw line. So it made it easier, but there are going to be games where we're not necessarily in the bonus uh, early like that. So I got to be able to find ways to, Initiate contact, play through contact, and finish. Ben Anderson, KSLSports.com. Donovan, I think you have 
five 30 point games in your last eight outings. Is that something you're trying to do? Does it feel like you're scoring a lot? Does it feel like something you have to do? Um, it just feels like that's just part of my game. I think for me, just continuously being aggressive, you know, um, I think that opens up a lot, you know, in the offense. Um, I think that's what's going to, you know, take me and this team to an, an, another level, not necessarily having 30 every night, you know, it doesn't have to be that. I've made it known that I don't have to have 30 <laughs> every night for us to win. It's, it's evident with the way we play. Uh, but, you know, there are going to be times where just that's the aggressiveness. You know, if they take away threes, my lane's going to be there for laps. You know, you want to collapse on me in the lane, the three is going to be there. You want to play me in the pick and roll, Rudy's going to be there for the lob or fave. So, you know, trying to find ways to manipulate the game in that way, um, I think is something I've been trying to work on and continuously, you know, keeping the front of my brain. And I think I've, I've done a solid job. I can be better um, for sure. And I think that's just going to be me just trying to find ways to continuously improve myself and then as a team has improved as well. Nicole, Todd Deportes. I don't, congrats for the win. Thank you. And you're welcome. Joe, Joe Ingers has been around for a long time with the team. What is for you his big impact in the team through the years? Um, you know, for a guy that's been in the league for 25, 30 years, um, <laughs> I think it's... <laughs> I think it's, you know, it's easy to say, like, you know, his knowledge of the game or whatever, but you look at the past few games, just him directing, if you if you watch the little things, like him directing, you know, directing traffic, you know, figuring things out in that timeout, finding ways to impact the game differently each way. You know, he had 34 last night, you know, with Mike out, you know, but then Mike comes back, doesn't necessarily have to shoot as much because we got Mike back, you know, but being able to find ways to impose his will in each game, I think is um, is something that, you know, is, is tremendous for us this year. But over his career, man, like, obviously the three-point shooting sticks out, but he's a he's an incredible savvy vet, can, can get in the lane, can make passes. Um, I think he's the best passer in the pick and roll we have as far as his size and his reads. And, you know, he's been doing this uh, for a while, you know, and his story is truly incredible. Um, being cut to now doing what he's doing on, on this team, I think is, is, a, is a great story of, you know, just hard work paying off and continuously staying with it. Um, but, you know, I think with him, you know, he, he him him shooting the ball gives us energy. Him him making great passes gives us energy. And then he's also the first one to tell us what he sees. You know, he's a great teammate, great person. And, you know, I love playing with him. All right, that's it. Thank you, Donovan. Donovan Mitchell right there. Has uh, Donovan had a big game, uh, particularly down the stretch where he really played well. 31 points tonight for Donovan Mitchell, 8 of 20, 15 of 16 from the line. He had six assists and five rebounds. Said a few uh, interesting things right there. Um, talked about the, the foul shots. Uh, I thought uh, he made some interesting comments about uh, initiating contact, uh, finishing through contact, which obviously is a big deal, but then saying, talking about not expecting the whistle to, to play through that contact, but don't necessarily rely on getting the whistle, which... Uh, I, I think sometimes he expects that whistle, but I, I thought that was interesting because that's got to be a mentality thing, right? You, you got to you got to like the contact, finish through the contact, and then when you do get that whistle, you know, take advantage of it at the line. Yeah, I like the mindset though, and I think that probably comes from the staff that you don't, um, you know, I think maybe that can affect your shot if you're constantly going up, and your goal is to get contact, and then you you know you lose your focus on the finish part. Um, so don't expect a whistle. I like that coaching point because I think that really focuses on, hey, you go make the play, and then the official will call it or not call it, but you're going to finish the play. 
Um, and whatever it is, Donovan's certainly doing a better job at selling it. Um, you know, I felt like he's got contact this year, but for whatever reason was not getting the calls. But, you know, he's due a night like this. Uh, it's nice to see him get to the line that much. Yeah, absolutely. Made a huge difference tonight. And frankly, making 15 of 16, that's a that's a great night from the line from him. Actually, the Jazz overall, 85.4%, 35 41 uh, did a nice job shooting free throws. I mean, that's a that's how you close out a playoff game, right? Yeah. That was a nice crash course in moving the ball, you know, getting other guys to contribute, start of the quarter, and then Donovan just gets it, goes on a roll, um, gets to the line, and, and does a great job closing the game out. So um, good exercise in the clutch for the Jazz tonight. Well, and then Donovan's words about uh, Joe Ingles and uh, very nice things to say about Joe and his overall uh, journey and his story getting to the league and uh, how he's just made himself better. And, boy, is he just playing great basketball right now. Five to six tonight, five to six from three, 19 points, six assists, uh, five rebounds. But you're Donovan talking about just what a cerebral player Joe is and how he understands the game so well and the way he plays it. You know, nobody's going to accuse Joe of being the best athlete on the floor most nights. But, uh, man, does he know what he's doing and can get to where he wants to go and just crafty. That one pass he threw to Mike Conley was something else as Conley made a real nice cut to the basket. But Joe threw it. Uh, I mean, it, it's like the defenders were Casper the friendly ghost because it seemed to go right through him. I mean, it went through three guys to get to Mike Conley for a layup. I mean, it was really something. I mean, it really did go through a pane, you know, of, of space because there were hands and arms. Yeah. And, and Mike did a great job of, of back cutting it. And Joe did a great job of just putting that thing. It, it's all trust, you know, timing and trust. But he puts it in the only place he could throw it. Um, but just I, I'm with you. We both kind of sat up in our seats like that was just a phenomenal pass. And, and you see Joe, you, we talk decision making. He, he's one of the better decision makers. Yeah. I understand that, you know, last year he went through a funk in terms of being uh, reticent to shoot the ball. But I feel like this year it's been different, and I love when the ball's in his hands because, like, again tonight, six assists to one turnover. I mean, it's just awesome basketball. He'll still have a, a head-scratcher turnover every now and again that makes you wonder. But, I mean, for the most part, that dude is just rock solid. And a guy like that, again, he, you know, if he's going to go six to one, you, you'll allow him because if you don't allow him to throw those passes like that one he threw, he'd never have the confidence to, you know, hey, I've, I'm capable of making this throw. Yeah. But every now and again, somebody's going to tip one and make it look bad. Um, but he definitely, his mind is is always at work, and he sees everything going on. All right, let's, uh, speaking of Joe, who was great from three again tonight, let's do the three-point feature sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. Not the typical three-point night we've uh, come to know from this jazz team. They shot 32.4% from three, 12 of 37. Uh, Joe Ingles was their best three-point shooter tonight. Five of six. Uh, let's see, Jordan Clarkson was three of eight. Uh, Royce O'Neal, two for five. Bogdanovich, one for two. Conley, one for six. And Donovan Mitchell, 0 oh for nine. George Niango for one from three, as uh, George has not quite had the impact that he did in the first part of the season. But, you know, Donovan Mitchell, uh, Ben Anderson had this stat. He's the first player in NBA history to go 0 oh for nine from three and make 15 foul shots in the same game. My goodness gracious. A, the stat, finding the stat, and then B, the stat itself. In that order, the awe. I mean, that he's just lights out from the free throw line, but can't buy a bucket from three. And we just don't see that from Donovan all that often. No. He just didn't get it to go tonight, but still managed to have a, a really great game. But the presence of mind, and I, I understand, like, a guy who 
you, you want him to shoot those shots. I mean, he didn't – maybe one or two of them maybe were, were heat check or, or maybe forced a teeny bit yeah. in terms of, of range. But to, for his, him to have an understanding, i got to figure out another way to score. And, and, again, to get those calls was, was a pivotal part of the game. The Raptors were great from three tonight, 21 of 44. So they, they really shot the ball well from deep, including Pascal Siakam, who has not shot the ball that well from three this year. He was at 28% coming in. He was four of 10 uh, tonight. Powell was four of eight. Uh, Ananobi was uh, three for five. Lowry was four for six. Uh, Boucher, three for four. I like that Boucher, by the way. He's kind of got a smooth game. He needs to maybe put on a little size, put on a little weight, but uh, he's got a nice stroke from outside. He's he's a player. He's going to be good. long. Yeah, he right? is long. Uh, watching him play in college, getting you know a front-row look at him, he, he is a guy who is exceptionally long, but uncanny how almost like a minute bull in a way, how he can step out there from three, kind of flip that thing up there, and it goes in. Um, but I, I think one to watch. I think a guy that will will stick, and as he gets more physically uh, able to move around guys and things like that, he'll be more successful. Want to remind you about our friends at Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Uh, proud to be the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Jazz winners tonight over the Raptors, 115 to 112. We'll get you more sound coming up next right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz winners 115-112 over the Toronto Raptors. The Big Ten is struggling, struggling, David. Not, not, uh, not great. Well, they're not showing it, but uh, neither is my ACC. But we won't talk about that. Man, I rallied to turn my computer down because I heard that sound. I didn't see him come in. Like ah. Oh, I left it on. Nope, that's just David coming in to talk some poop. Yeah, we do have the NCAA tournament going on uh, or ha- up here in the studio. We'll keep an eye on it for you. Villanova up on Winthrop. I told you I have some of those. I, I have this sorcery thing that happens to me. It's a, I don't, I can't fully explain it because it's kind of extraterrestrial. But anyway, I get these sensations on, on these upsets, and I called one tonight. So no Winthrop deal. needs to win for my reputation other than that we're fine that's it so if, if we if you don't hear tim for a little while he's living and dying with the winthrop Villanova like, game. <laughs> oh man march madness is here as a as a former college coach it, it does have to be a little weird i'm sure that uh, you're watching these games as opposed to getting ready for a game no it's 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 actually awesome i feel like i'm 17 again you know these were uh, you you had to have skipped school and done the oh, whole yeah. thing, right? Watch the thing, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was so into it, and and I couldn't, you couldn't be into it like that when you're in it for so long. So it's nice to not have, you know. Obviously, I'm cheering like crazy for the now the Cougs. The Aggies got beat today, yeah, but Cougs day. tomorrow. Um, but beyond that, I got a bunch of friends, and it's just fun to see. Kind of like a family reunion. You can see different guys I know from all over the country. You know what popped up on my Facebook memories this week was uh, my wife, my mother, and I at the Virginia Tech-BYU-NIT game a few years ago. 
Yeah. Incredible game when you guys uh, beat the Hokies in overtime there at the Marriott Center. That was a, that was an amazing game. An actually. amazing game. Like really high level game. That, that was, was a fun one. That was uh, that was a lot of fun. And so. Buzz was sweating. I just remember that a little bit. He sweat Buzz, a teeny bit. <laughs> Buzz sweat a lot. You know, there's some coaches out there you just wonder, like Sean Miller, like that. There's a coach who can really sweat. That guy sweats through his jacket. They mix in a T-shirt, Sean. <laughs> it won't kill you. As a as a guy who learned uh, not to wear a blue shirt to a wedding in Minnesota in July, I learned that one the hard way. I, I can kind of sympathize. I'm not I from suppose. here. <laughs> I swear. I know it's crazy. <laughs> I fit right in. Tell you what, I was a dancing machine at that wedding, and everybody looked at me like, oh, this is the sweaty guy. I danced with the bride. I had to apologize. It's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I can just see it. In my, <laughs> I can see the visual. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, where were we? Oh, yeah, NCAA tournament. We should probably talk about the Jazz winning tonight. That's, Let's uh, do it. That's probably a good idea. We'll get, uh, we'll get some more sound for you uh, coming up here momentarily. But the Jazz do win, 115-112. to 112. Uh, they are led by Donovan Mitchell's uh, 31 points tonight. Mike Conley was back in the lineup for the Jazz, 15, uh, six rebounds and four assists. And I, I'll tell you what, and there are some stats to back this up, and we talk about the plus-minus with Mike a lot, uh, but the, the team and the offense specifically really does run smoother uh, with Mike in this lineup. And I'll tell you what, when you're playing good guards like uh, Van Vliet and Kyle Lowry, uh, Mike has played some good defense this year as well. One tangible thing I've noticed with Mike in the game, and and Don, and actually, in the break there we were talking to to David, but the the Jazz seem to get into what they're going to do in a possession or in transition a lot quicker when Mike's in the game. Um, I think just him have having that, you know, he's always been a point guard. It's all he's ever done. Uh, he has urgency in everything he does and getting the ball up the floor. Uh, I think he's willing to throw that thing ahead. So I think that's part of why things f- flow better with Mike in the game because he's, I mean, I, I think that's what he's thinking. I, I got to get everybody off to a good start in this possession. And he's just, uh, well, I mean, we talk about good decision makers. Mike Conley is is certainly one of those. And uh, his quickness and his ability to uh, uh, to make things happen and, and start the blender and move the basketball, I think it just uh, it, it works a little bit uh little bit better when Mike's there and then that bench unit that he kind of stays out there with has also been tremendously effective uh, for this Utah Jazz team and it doesn't help that he forms a nice chemistry with Rudy Gobert too yeah you know it's interesting Jordan Clarkson's kind of hit a rough patch we haven't talked about a rough patch for him since he's been here really I I can't think of of games kind of consecutively where he struggled this bad Uh, but my favorite thing about him is this won't affect him at all he'll He'll come out and, and he'll be ready to go next game and take 13 more shots. And that number, you know, the first number will be bigger. Um, but because that's his mindset. So I wouldn't sweat him not playing great right now. I think he's just kind of hit a, a rough patch. And and teams, uh, Lock and Boone talked about this a little bit during the broadcast. But teams may have picked up on him a little bit and uh, know that once he gets into the paint to not let him get to his right hand and that he's likely not going to pass. So he might need to adjust a couple of things move it back out a little bit or or maybe go to his left a little bit more. He tried to do that a couple of times tonight. And, uh, you know, I, I had this conversation with Gordon today about Bogdanovich, and I'll say the same thing about uh, Clarkson. Don't worry about those guys coming around. I mean, no, they've, they're they've, vets. Yeah, they're vets, and they've made a career out of, uh, out of playing their game. And I know Bogdanovich tonight played a little bit fewer minutes. He was uh, he, he took fewer shots. He was two of five, one of two from three. He had ten points. 
even uh, he went to the line five times, five five from the line, but he's going to be fine. I mean, that that guy has made a living shooting 40% from three, and uh, I'll bet you he gets back to shooting 40% from three on the reg. Yeah, there's no doubt. I, I mean, if you're going to have two guys that, um, you know, have to go through a struggle or a rough patch, it's, Clarkson and Bogdanovich are both, they're, they're unconscious scorers when they're at their best. And so you know they're capable of being better than, than what we're seeing right now. But I, I thought actually Bojan was – he didn't shoot as much tonight and his minutes were – he didn't play as many minutes. But I thought he was fairly effective in the time he was in there, made uh, made a three, you know, got to the line five times. So uh, just positive little contribution for Bojan. All right, let's get some more sound going for you. Let's go back to Tampa Bay and uh, hear from Mike Conley. All right, we'll start with Sarah Todd, Desert News. Hey Mike, obviously uh, not the not the turnover night that you would have probably liked to have. Um, kind of what was happening there? Were you feeling maybe just a little rusty after sitting out for a couple of days? Um, no, you know I think it, it was you know they're a team that turns you over. That's what they do. They're uh, very active, got long long wings who you know get in, get in the passing lanes, and you know it's a couple of times I just got a little uh, I think a little bit too deep in the paint. Um, and then there were some other times there's some miscommunication, but it just seemed like that kind of night for me, as far as like, every time I got the ball, some, something like that was going to happen, but just, just fought through it. You know, you have nights like that every now and then. And, um, it's a good thing that is, you know, uncharacteristic of me. Uh, and that's not something I do a lot. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Mike, both Quinn and Don mentioned that Toronto is one of the more physical teams in the league and kind of spoke out about how it was noteworthy that you guys like kind of fought back tonight and dished it out and, and kind of responded in kind tonight. What did you see in terms of, um, yeah, just increased physicality tonight from you guys? Well, I was proud of the way that we, we accepted that challenge. You know, that's a, that's a team that's got a championship pedigree. A lot of those guys played on that team a few years back and, and they've always been that kind of physical team and, um, you know, led by their guards and, and Pascal. So, um, for us to, to, you know, take a couple of punches and keep moving and not only, you know, in the, be defensive, but fight back, push, push the tempo, push, push the uh, pace of the game and get to the free throw line. You know, that was big for us tonight, uh, especially in a night where we didn't have many guys making a lot of shots, you know, um, from the perimeter. So when we, we get into that pain of making free throws and get to the line, I think that was huge. Kristen Kenny, Just TV. Hey, Mike. Uh, Donovan was saying that, well, he was so obviously so aggressive tonight, but he was saying that you were out there telling him stuff in his ear. Uh, what are some of the things that you're talking to him about? Well, I think, you know, for a guy like him, it's just you know, keeping his mind clear, you know, just trying to tell him, man, you got this, it's your game, take over, it's your time. Um, you know, work that, work that action that's been working, you know, defensively. Uh, I'm here for you if you need to, you know, switch on a matchup or whatever at the end of the game. Um, you know, he likes to take take the challenge at different parts of the game. So, um, you know, just just you know, being a backbone and and uh, a support system for him as he goes, you know, throughout the game. Next up, Ben Anderson, KSLSports.com. Hey, Mike, it's not really pertinent to tonight's game, but you, you worked on the short film that got nominated for an Oscar. What did that mean to you? What was your involvement, and how did you get started with that? Uh, well, it means a lot, actually, and it it's I don't think it's really hit me as much as it probably should. I know there's people who work their lives to, you know, be nominated 
for an Oscar and have opportunity like that. So, you know, I don't want to, you know, make it seem like it's, it's nothing, but it's, it's something that it's, you know, it's a truly, truly powerful situation that I'm involved in. And um, I got approached by a friend of mine to be involved in the, in the film early on and, um, you know, be a part of the meetings and, you know, provided uh, some, some financial support as well. And, um, and just was a part of the progress, you know, all the way through. And it was during, you know, obviously the COVID early part of COVID um, last summer and in, in September, October. And so, um, couldn't, you know, make any trips out or be a part of the filming, but it was, uh, it was cool to be, you know, kind of hands-on and, uh, and see it kind of develop as it went. Maxime, the free agent out of France. What do you learn from this game, uh, Mike? Um, you know, tonight I, th I thought we learned a lot about ourselves as far as, you know, how we can win games in different situations, you know, the, Two nights ago, we might not have won a game like this, you know, being down five points, you know, in the final minutes of the game or final minute of the game. And um, guys just having the confidence in each other uh, in different situations, both offensively and defensively, to make the right plays and uh, make free throws, make the right reads, and just all the situations that we had to, you know, come up at the end of the game uh, was huge for us tonight. And, and I thought we just we learned that we can win, win a game like this. All right, that's all the time we have. Thank you, Mike. There you go, Mike Conley with a few interesting things, including I had no idea he was involved in producing a short film that was nominated for an Oscar. How about that? Who knew? Congrats to Mike Conley. I mean, I've talented do a guy. job of reading the, the sheets. See what's going on out there. Seriously, how about that? I'll tell you what a... What a well-rounded individual uh, that uh, that Mike Conley is. Uh, interesting is is uh, revealing what he talked to Donovan a little bit about while they're out there, giving him confidence, talking to him about it's his time. And man, Mike Conley, I, I'll tell you what, that dude from a teammate standpoint, he just seems too good to be true, doesn't he? He's, oh man, he's that guy with incredible attitude. Uh, you know, uh, giving his teammates encouragement, always got a smile on his face out there. But he's a lot of fun to play with. Yeah, he just uh, he, he's definitely a guy who is you know he's he's been through about everything you can be go through in this league and uh is one of the guys who who really has chosen to give back in all facets and um you know like i i've said many times i've been a, i've always been a huge fan of conley all the way back to ohio state watching him play um he he just carries himself with uh with such a respect for the game uh, always plays hard always gives you an honest effort um, and, and I think most importantly, I, I think he sets the tone for this team to be unselfish. And I think sometimes it's hard. You know, it's hard to to stay uh, grounded when things are, are great and not get all disjointed when things are bad. But having a guy, a veteran guy like Mike Conley along for the ride is certainly helps. 15, 6, and 4 tonight. 15 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists for Mike. He had a steal and a block as well. How about that, a block for Mike Conley? Don't see that all that often. A movie. Who knew? Who knew? Mike Conley's producing uh, Oscar-nominated films now. What can this guy not do? Blocking shots. Talented. Producing films. Absolutely talented. That's what he does. Uh, should we get to a few of our stat nuggets tonight from our friend Tyson Ewing? Might we please? Uh, Tyson does uh, stats for the uh, television broadcast for AT&T Sportsnet, and he usually shares a few with us in the post game. You can follow him on Twitter at Ty Ewing 2 and I would recommend that you do so. 
Uh, let's start here. The Raptors scored on 10 of 11 and eight straight possessions while going on a 26 to 11 run from the eight minute mark to the 130 mark of the fourth quarter. Then the Jazz stopped them on four of their next five possessions and closed the game on a 10 2 run. Take that. Rewind it back. I mean, talk about getting it done when you need to, right? Go get those stops when uh, when you absolutely have to. You're down five with a minute 20 to go and uh, get it done. Pretty impressive. Uh, let's see. Career high for Donovan Mitchell on free throws made and free throws attempted. Uh, 15 of 16 tonight for Donovan. And I love that trend. I've talked about it. Uh, this was the most free throws made by a jazz player in a game since Darren Williams on March 14th, 2008, when he made 17. This is the most free throws the Jazz have attempted in a game in which they won since February 19th, 2016, when they attempted 44 free throws in a blowout win over Boston. I did hear David say that there was not a ref in this game that had done a finals. So younger guys, maybe not a little less ego. Mm. Who knew? Who knew? (laughs) (laughs) All right. This was Donovan Mitchell's 56th career 30 plus point game. Uh, and this was just his second career 30-plus point game without a made three-point basket. 0 for 9 again. Donovan, who knew we'd be talking about him having a good game even though he was 0 for 9? Who knew? Mike Conley produced movies? movies? Who knew? Uh, Let's see here. This was uh, also Donovan's first career game with at least 30 points, five rebounds, five assists, and three steals. I loved his, the way he shared it you know, particularly in stretches tonight, I get like, hey, you're going to close a game down. But so much of the Jazz ability to start that ball in the blender yeah, uh, or the defense in the blender is him beating his guy because he can do it. You see it all the time. Yeah, uh, Just, you know, from time to time, make that pass and keep everybody else happy. Share the sugar, so they say. Uh, this was Joe Ingles' 13th career game with at least 15 points, five rebounds, five assists, and one steal. His first... Since, uh, get this, since the Jazz final sold-out arena on March 9th, 2020 versus Toronto. Man, that feels like a long time ago, doesn't it? So long ago. <laughs> it seems like there's so much. I want, I want to go back in time to, Mar, uh, to March of last year, Jake, and, and tell him so much about what was to come. Just grab him by the lapels and say, you have no idea, dude. You don't even know what's coming. And we were just walking aimlessly. You know, you're walking in here one morning, yeah. unbeknownst to what was about to go down. No idea. No idea whatsoever. All right, uh, Utah had just 13 turnovers this game, uh, but surrendered nine live ball turnovers. So 69% of their turnovers were uh, live ball turnovers. Mike Conley had six turnovers tonight. That's the most he's had in a game since November 11, 2018, and just the 15th time in his 868 career games that he's had six or more turnovers. Not something you see all the time. Still need to cut down on those live ball turnovers. Yeah, for sure. The overall number was down, but still the live ball turnovers are rough. And I'm glad it was because that's a huge, you know, that's the way the Raptors beat you. So we did a good job of taking care of it tonight. All right. Big thanks to Tyson Ewing for sending those in as usual. Again, his Twitter account, if you want to give him a follow at Ty Ewing too. And of course, follow all of his great work on AT&T Sportsnet. He's the one making uh, Bowler and Kristen and Harpering and Thurl and Lemma. He makes them look good. (laughs) produces movies. 
All right. I uh, want to remind you about our friends Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer and uh, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. 115 to 112 is your final. Jazz beat the Raptors. We'll get Coach Combs' final thoughts on this one coming up next here on the Jazz Radio Network. Donovan comes to the front court. Come on, go, 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 go. He walks it up. Donovan now crosses over Van Vliet, gets in the lane, rises, fires, hits. Oh, he's just special, just marvelous, just fabulous. He's Donovan Mitchell. The play of the game, courtesy of our good friend David Locke. It's brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHMauto.com, driven by you. Shout out to Locke and Boone, who were up with us here in the studio tonight. Doing a good job calling the action. I felt like an A-luster tonight, hanging out with Locke and Booner. Did you? An A-luster? I did. Those guys are are, are A-list in they're, my book. They're, they're, they're A-OK. Uh, the National Parks are here doing a concert tomorrow night. They were, uh, I think we were doing sound check and a number of other things uh, here tonight. So Locke and Boone were up with us in the studio. So shout out to Jeremy Potter, uh, who got uh, the, the technical side of that, which isn't the easiest thing in the world to do, uh, up and running. So shout out to Jeremy, and thanks to those guys for joining us up here. Jazz win tonight, 115-112 over the Toronto Raptors. Just awesome to be on the, the winning side again. And to see a, a whole lot of signs of life, it, w- it was great. They got back to playing a better brand of basketball tonight. It, it felt like a, the Boston game in that way where it just it wasn't perfect necessarily, but uh, it seemed like the, the style that they were playing was uh, more reminiscent of the way they played for the most part this year as opposed to, to the Wizards game where it felt like we were watching a completely different team. And they have been on a crazy travel schedule. Uh, David alluded to it, but... Obviously, wedging that Washington game in to an already, you know, pretty busy week. Uh, so to get that one in there and uh, have to go from from basically San Francisco to Boston to Washington, um, now to Tampa. Uh, so uh, been very busy, but uh, really nice to get that win tonight and just see some get some good positive mojo. Hey, they better get used to a packed schedule because we're going to be playing four games a week for the foreseeable future. I mean, Who it, knew? It's, it's going to be quite busy uh, coming up. In fact, next week they play Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and uh, return home to take on uh, Brooklyn on Wednesday, I believe. So it's going to be quite the week uh, next week. So they're going to have to conserve that energy, find a place to dig deep. But I, I'm guessing that all the NBA teams coming down the stretch, this is going to be a real grind as they try to get to uh, 72 games played here. Yeah, and, you know, it's – it's gone well for the Jazz. They haven't had a whole lot of interruptions, knock on wood, yeah. my own head. Um, but they did have that makeup game and, and got that out of the way. And now, uh, uh, you know, getting this win tonight was was really important, I think, just for everybody's minds and, uh, and to do it against a team that I, I actually have a ton of respect for. All right, just a quick review of the stats if you're just joining us and uh, trying to play catch-up, uh, find out what happened in this one. Donovan Mitchell had 31 points and was terrific down the stretch. He did it on 8 of 20 shooting, 15 of 16 uh, from the line. He had 6 assists, 5 rebounds to lead the way for the Jazz. Joe Ingles continued to be red hot. He had 19 points in 33 minutes coming in off the bench, 5 of 6 from 3. He had 6 assists and 5 rebounds uh, as well for Joe. Uh, Mike Conley tonight, 15 points, six boards, four assists. Rudy Gobert, 15 points, 16 rebounds, two block shots. 
as well for uh, Rudy. Uh, for the Raptors, uh, they were led by Pascal Siakam, who had a real nice game with 27 points. Um, uh, Powell with 17. Fred Van Vliet with 17. Uh, Kyle Lowry tonight, 14 points, 8 assists. Uh, we mentioned that uh, Van Vliet had 9 assists with his 17 points, and Siakam had 9 assists as well. Uh, the Raptors had 31 assists tonight and 40 made field goals, which is pretty amazing. Jazz out-rebounded the Raptors tonight, 48-31, to 31, so just pounded them on the boards and took 41 foul shots to the Raptors, 14. The Raptors were only 11 of 14 from the line. So uh, Nick Nurse, as we mentioned earlier in the, in the postgame, was grumpy about uh, the difference in foul shots attempted between his team and the Utah Jazz. But in a nutshell, Jazz executed on both sides in the last couple of minutes of the game, and they came out with a hard-fought victory. And it was just a, you know, it was a fun competitive game to watch. Enjoyed every second of it, really. That was great basketball. And both teams played really hard. Um, the, you know, both teams had a great plan. And uh, I, I like to actually see in, you know, with Toronto not being great in the zone, we saw the Jazz go to zone some. Um, and and so, you know, just a, a well-played, hard-fought game that uh, for for our little pocket of the world fell our direction. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah, absolutely. Literally, like that thing spun, hung, right. spun, gone. It. I mean, it was, it was basically gone down, that Siakam 3, but popped back out at the last second. And, you know, it, it's, it's one thing when the Jazz uh, come out with a, a, a narrow victory and they didn't play all that well but just eked it out. You know, this this game, I'm not so sure the final score uh, told the story about how well both teams played. I thought the, it was a, a really well-played game uh, for the Jazz and the Raptors both. And I, I'm with, uh, we mentioned this, uh, Howard Beck said this earlier today on the station, but I think this Raptors team makes playoffs. I do. I think they put it back together, and I think this Raptors team – strings together some wins. I know they've lost seven in a row, but Siakam's back finally healthy. They've got their guys together, and I, I think this is a team that ends up making a push for the uh, for the playoffs in the East. 100% agree. 100% agree, as long as they stay healthy. Yep. All right, let's get some final thoughts from you, Tim Lacombe, before we turn the page to Chicago. Well, the, the objective tonight was simple. It was just to win, you know, regardless of how you have to do it. Um, and I would say that things just went swimmingly. I, the Jazz had to fight some adversity tonight, uh, but I like the way that they kind of uh, bonded together. We did see them get out in transition. Um, we talked about that as being something they need to do. We did see um, them string together stops again, which is, in my mind, the most important part of, of how this Jazz team is going to do what everybody wants them to do, and that's advancing the playoffs. I think it has to be built um, with them doing a great job using Rudy as an elite defender uh, to get stop after stop after stop and really kind of turn a game. We've seen it, you know, uh, time after time, so it was just nice to see that again tonight. The two things we kind of called for, where's the transition? We saw it tonight. Where are those runs? We saw those tonight. So um, certainly know the pattern by which the Jazz need to be successful, and, and tonight they, they kind of recalled some of those old moments and, and used them to their advantage. All right. We want to say big thanks to David Locke and Ron Boone calling all the action tonight. Great job uh, by those two as usual. Thanks to Amanda Smith, our broadcast assistant tonight. Thanks to Alex Lumberg, Lundy, executive producer of Jazz Game Night, doing a fantastic job as always. Thanks to Mark Miller Subaru, title sponsor of the post game. Um, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Tim, Good to see you. I won't see you for a couple of nights, a couple of days off, a weekend off. A weekend off, for heaven's sakes. Who knew? I've got, who knew? I've got seven minutes to overcome 
an 11 point lead. You're down 11, buddy. Winthrop. Not but I'm good. telling you, that would be the sorcery. So <laughs> that would be. Everybody start thinking sorcerer. It's been a wild day. It's been a wild day. It could happen. It could. It, cer- it certainly could. All right, your final. The Jazz beat the Raptors tonight, 115-112. to 112. They move to 30-11 and 11 on the season. Up next, the Utah Jazz will be in Chicago to take on the Bulls on Monday night. That game will tip off at 7. Pre-game coverage will begin at 6. And, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.